lunaticmania.com. Quick Rants, episode 42. Pardon me. When does loyalty become delusional insanity? I'd say it's about when the person you are loyal to admits to doing something and you still deny that action occurred. According to Business Insider, 45% of Republicans do not believe that a meeting between Donald Trump Jr. and Russian agents offering information incriminating Hillary Clinton actually occurred. How the fuck does this happen? Donald Trump Jr. has admitted the meeting took place. Like, Donald Trump Jr., the guy in the meeting, said, yes, I was in the meeting with this Russian lawyer. We also have his emails confirming that the meeting took place and that he was interested in the information, if accurate. Yet 45% of Republican voters do not believe that the get-together went down. So apparently... These imbeciles are the type of people whose powers of denial are so great that they could come home to find their wife with a dick in the mouth while being railed doggy style by another dude and have her remove said junk from her mouth, look at him and say, yes, I am cheating on you and I don't love you, and then walk out of the room and then they'd say, well, that wasn't her. That was just someone who looked like her in my house, in our bedroom, in our bed. I have a very simple question to ask. Ready? I promise it's not a tough question. So here we go. If there is nothing to the fake news story that Russia attempted to impact the 2016 election by hacking the DNC and releasing those emails, and there's nothing to the story that Trump's son, campaign manager, and son-in-law met with a Russian lawyer representing the Russian government offering to release said incriminating information to the Trump campaign, and that all of the rumors of collusion between the Trump campaign and the hackers are all false, why is 45 asking legal experts if he can pardon himself and his son? Why did he tweet yesterday that everybody agrees that the president has unlimited and unchecked powers of pardon? Interesting. If there is no substance, why does 45 feel that he might need to legally pardon himself or his son? A pardon only needs issued... If a legal conviction is brought, issuing a pardon before a conviction or a trial is tantamount to admission of guilt because you're basically saying if this goes to trial, there's going to be a conviction. So I'm just going to issue the pardon now before the trial. If this is all just fake news, then there should be no fear of letting due process play out. Somehow, though. We are still not only debating if the Trump campaign colluded with the Russian hackers to influence the 2016 election, but if any meeting between Trump's campaign and the Russian agents occurred. So let's review the facts, not the opinions of the fake news media or Scott Kennison. Things that we know for a fact have happened. Fact 1. Nearly every United States intelligence agency, including the CIA, Department of Homeland Security, and the FBI, have concluded that, yes, Russian agents hacked the DNC's email servers and that those Russian agents were acting at the behest of the Russian government and controlled by the Russian intelligence community. I've stated before 
that I believe that Hillary Clinton would have lost this election one way or the other with or without the emails. But the fact remains that our intelligence community pretty much unanimously agrees that Russian agents leaked stolen data with the intent of impacting the democratic process in the 2016 election. So fact one, Russian agents acted to steal data from the DNC with the intent of impacting the democratic process in the 2016 election. The DNC was warned as early as September of 2015 that Russian agents had compromised at least one of their computers and that it was transmitting information back to Russia. In June of 2016, they were warned again by the private security firm that they hired that Russian hacking groups Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear had broken into the DNC servers. So fact, in 2015 and in June of 2016, the FBI and a private cybersecurity firm in America had concluded that Russian hacking groups had broken into the DNC server. This, again, is not the opinion of the media or Scott Kennison. This is factual conclusions drawn by our nonpartisan, non-elected intelligence community as a whole, and it is virtually unanimous across the different agencies. They have access to far more information than you, me, Alex Jones, or the real media. Whether you wish to believe it or not, Russian agents, whether supported by the Russian government or not, attempted to influence public opinion in the 2016 presidential election. Fact two, Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, and Paul Manafort, Trump's then campaign manager, did meet with Russian agents offering on behalf of the Russian government to provide them with official documentation that would be incriminating to Hillary Clinton. Trump Jr.'s response, I love it. How do we know this happened? We have the emails between Trump and individuals in his campaign, Trump Jr., that is, and individuals working in the campaign about the meeting, indicating who would go to the meeting. And again, Donald Trump Jr., on camera, knowing he was on camera, has admitted to meeting with this Russian lawyer. It is not my opinion. It is not anyone's opinion. This is an undeniable and inarguable fact. Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, and Paul Manafort met with agents of the Russian government offering to provide them illegally obtained information incriminating to Hillary Clinton to use in the election. And Donald Trump Jr. said that he was willing to accept it if it was what they were offering. Or at least said, I love it. Here's what we don't know. Did the meeting result in anything? According to 45 Jr., no. There was no information to be had. They didn't have the goods that they said they had. Funny, just a couple days later, uh, the WikiLeaks dump of information occurs. So maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Maybe that's just coincidence. But there is no proof that any agreement was reached between that Russian lawyer and the Trump campaign. What we do know, as I said earlier, is that the Trump campaign team, at the most senior level, his son, his campaign manager, his son-in-law, were willing to meet with and consider working with a foreign power to use illegally obtained information to help them win the election. If they were willing to go that far, to go to the meeting, how far were they willing to actually go? It should be clear to anyone observing objectively that further investigation of this is warranted, whatever the conclusion is. It apparently, though, is not, because so many people don't seem to care or don't think the Trump campaign's willingness to obtain this information is important. The response of the right to allegations of impropriety by the Trump campaign is deflection, whether it is the president himself or the rank-and-file voters. A few episodes back, I mentioned whataboutism, which is a propaganda tactic employed by former Soviet Union. To employ whataboutism, essentially any time a legitimate criticism is leveled at you, 
simply ignore the critique and say yes, but what about your drinking problem? Don't you think you should fix your alcoholism before criticizing me? The very nature of the tactic admits that the user has no defense for his or her position. If they did, they could simply defend their position. What aboutism attempts to shift the focus of the discussion away from them to a bigger failing of their political opposition. 45 is the king of this tactic. Recently, in response to the media focus on Trump Jr.'s meeting with Russian agents, 45 tweeted, Hillary Clinton can illegally get the questions to the debate and delete 33,000 emails, but my son Don is being scorned by the fake news media. Yes, yes he is. What do Hillary's crimes have to do with his? Hillary committed a crime. At least one, probably many. What does that have to do with Donald Trump Jr., Manafort, and Kushner meeting with Russian agents to obtain illegally procured documentation to use to derail the Hillary Clinton campaign, allegedly? So we're going to excuse one illegal action because of another person's illegal actions? Clinton's actions were investigated by the FBI thoroughly. They might have cost her the presidency, and ultimately, the investigation concluded no charges should be filed. I think that was a crock of shit, and she should have been tried for mishandling classified information, but due process was fulfilled, and the agencies in charge of the investigation chose not to proceed with criminal charges. Secondly, this tweet is absolute idiocy because it implies that no media attention was paid to the Clinton email issue. It was the biggest story in the nation for weeks, and in the opinion of many, not this host, is the reason that Trump is currently the president. It is asinine. But it is also classic whataboutism. There is no defense for Don's actions. He arranged a meeting with shady individuals, and it included the senior leadership of his father's campaign. The evidence that the meeting occurred is undeniable, and Don's reaction and documented email response was that he was all for getting the information if it proved to be valuable or actionable. So since you can't actually defend your son's actions, and it looks terrible since 45 is fighting a losing PR battle that his campaign actively worked with Russia to influence the outcome of the election, bring up Hillary's crimes. It's not just the president that uses this tactic, though. The media and the rank and file on the left and right do so as well. Presented with this current information, many Republicans and Trump voters refuse to acknowledge it matters or that he is the first person to seek the help of foreign countries or criminal elements to win the presidency. He isn't. JFK's dad probably bought him the election with his money and mafia connections. What does it matter? JFK is dead, and whether or not his presidency was nefariously won has no bearing on the current issue with 45. By the logic of whataboutism, we should never convict a murderer because OJ went free for killing Nicole. What? No. Not okay with that? Too soon? But what about Hillary's emails? Fuck Hillary's emails. Fuck Obama's shadow government and his birth certificate. Fuck Bush's ill-advised tax cuts and non-existent WMDs in Iraq. And fuck Bubba Clinton's cigar probing of chunky interns. None of that matters today. Today, we have to decide if there is actionable evidence that Trump's campaign colluded with Russia to steal and use classified information against Hillary Clinton. If that occurred, there is a word for it, and that word is treason. And if it's not treason, it's at least conspiracy. If they worked with a foreign nation to undermine our democratic process, that is treason. It is a crime, and nothing that Hillary Clinton did or didn't do 
or Obama or anyone else for that matter has anything to do with that. So why are 45 and the Trump supporters so committed to the false belief that no Russian meddling occurred in the 2016 election? Simple. It would invalidate this election. Not legally, but it would destroy the political mandate that he believes and his supporters believe that he has from the American public. America is ideologically divided at the moment, maybe more so than it has been since the Civil War. We are not just divided along economic lines, but along social and racial lines as well. Just as after the 2008 and 2012 election, the left claimed Obama's victory was a mandate from the people that progressive, more socialist policies were desired, Trump and his conservative supporters have claimed that his victory and Republican control of both houses of Congress are a mandate that traditional conservative capitalistic policies are desired. To admit that a massive propaganda machine operated by Russian intelligence agencies existed and was active during the 2016 presidential election would then force an admission that it had some impact on the results on election night. It is impossible that that propaganda machine can exist and be active and operating in the United States and not have impacted the election in some way. As much as 45 wants you to believe that he won in a landslide, he did not. It was a close-run race, and any potential impact by Russian propaganda eliminates his clear-cut mandate. That is what he cannot have. That is what the GOP cannot have, and that is why, all facts aside, the GOP is blindly denying any Russian intervention ever happened. That is no longer just whataboutism. It is confirmation bias run amok. People want to believe the guy they wanted to be president won because the majority of Americans shared their beliefs. They don't want to believe that Trump won because Russian propaganda against Clinton might have tipped some purple voters to Trump or caused Clinton supporters or purple voters to stay home. No, it must be because the majority of Americans support Trump's policies. Here is what we know. Something that probably has never happened before has happened. And it probably never happened before because the technology just wasn't there to make it happen until very recently. A foreign power, our major rival besides China for global dominance, stole information and then released it in an attempt to impact the American democratic process. In addition to the Clinton emails, Russian actors created many of the fake news mills that spread vicious lies about Clinton during the campaign season. There is a high probability that the red Republican website you like that is oh so patriotic and American is actually run by Nikolai and Minx, and he's never seen Nebraska, let alone had apple pie or attended a baseball game. Something big is going on. A massive propaganda war in which a rival foreign nation we are only nominally on friendly terms with manipulated public thought without the public knowing they were doing it. It has now come to light, and even now, much of the public refuses to believe that they were hooked by propaganda. Whether 45 worked with them or not, a Russian attack on our democratic process happened, and his son met with their representatives. We know that for a fact. The next great war, World War III if you will, may not be fought with WMDs or even conventional weapons. It just might be a cyber war and we just lost round one. So stop deflecting. Stop outright denying facts. Stop employing whataboutism and letting your confirmation bias blind you. Wake up America. 
you are being and have been manipulated by Putin as easily as Stalin or Mao ever manipulated their public. This has been a quick rant of Raving Lunatic Media production. Contact me by email at contact at ravinglunaticmedia.com or on Twitter at Media Raving. As always, thank you for listening. Raving Lunatic Media! dot com.